0: Welcome to Habits and Hope, the podcast that it's not about perfection, it is about being purposeful and intentional to lead a life full of joy and fulfillment, just as God intended. I am so glad you are here with me on this journey. This journey actually started for me about a year ago, when God laid it on my heart very strongly that the most important change I needed to do, more than anything, was to put Him first in every day. Not just first on a list, not high on their priorities, but I needed to have that God time first. And that started a snowball of changes and just revelations that he basically pushed me into sharing in the realm of the podcast world. So if you found me and you didn't know the backstory, there you go. And, you know, I wanted to wait till I felt like, like, okay, I will share it. But I wanted to wait till I felt like I had my feet under me really well. And he said, no, you're to take people with you on this journey. So here we are. And this kicks off 2023 now and we are in our second season, even though the first year of the podcast, we didn't go the whole year. But welcome to 2023, and no matter when you're listening to this episode, there is so much more than just a new year (laughs) conversation, so I hope you join and listen, even if this is uh, in June, that you're listening to it. But I really didn't mean to put off this episode, and so if you're expecting something at the end of 2022, or you're waiting for that Christmas episode that just didn't happen... Just remember that this is a God-led podcast. I emphasize that all the time. So sometimes I may have certain things kind of in my head and he totally directs and divers my path. And so I'll explain a little bit more about what led to that being delayed and, and why we are here we are. But what I realized today was this should release, should with best intentions, on about day seven of the new year well that means we're a week into the new year and if you made a new year's resolution there is a really high chance that you may have already broken it and that's okay <laughs> in fact very few people it's um it looks different ones say different things but it's about nine to 16 percent actually follow through on the resolutions according to many different sources and most of them don't even make it past the first week. So why are resolutions set up to fail so badly? Okay, so let's work through that a little bit. One, I think they dwell in negative connotations a lot. They deal with lack and deprivation and removal of things most often. Sometimes there's the adding of things, but most often, it's we're going to stop this, not do this, deprive ourselves of this, and, and we're in this realm of we're lacking something, basically. Well, <laughs> go take away a, don't really, but do go take away a toy from a small child, and how quickly, when they feel deprived of something, are they going to have a complete meltdown? I don't think we innately change that much. When we feel like something is being taken from us, we tend to fight that much harder to hold on to it. And there's just so much of that feeling of something being removed from us that I think we hold on so much harder to those things. So that's one. It also says there's a million opinions on this, by the way. So resolutions often also don't work because they're rarely written down. And they don't have all the components the why the how that kind of stuff there's really generally no planning about it at all it's just like a one-time announcement and then the expectation that willpower is going to see you the rest of the way through they're often all or nothing or very unreasonable if you listen at all to last seasons, I mean, if you haven't, you can go back and listen to them, of course, but that was one of the things that I really realized that for so long I had tried to do, when I tried to make changes, it was all or nothing. If I failed, I gave up and and I just quit and I just, I can't do it. Um, and everything was just all in two feet, jumping into the deep end every time I did anything. And there's so many problems with that. And it's such a a system that's set up to fail. So that tends to be what a lot of resolutions tend to be. There's also no follow up, no tracking, no review. They're also often fighting against things that you honestly identify with. You may identify whether you want to admit it or not with being overweight, you know, maybe I've quote unquote, always been overweight, or I've always struggled with my weight, or I've always struggled with money, or I just like to spend a lot. You, you start to develop these identities that are entrenched in a lot of these things that we decide to suddenly change with an announcement at New Year's, this is what I'm going to change. But the truth of it is, is there's so much of us that at least subconsciously is just really entrenched in that identity. So it's not an easy thing to just turn that away because that person inside of you identifies as that. And we're going to get to that more. Then another thing is, there's a lot of times this whole uh, concept, uh, I think this goes right along with resolutions, but it's like a new year, new you. How many times have you heard that, right? But it's like shedding everything that you are, as if everything that you are is broken and not part of something bigger. And that the life lessons that you learned, even if you did make mistakes, don't mean anything. Or that you have to completely reject everything that you were before now and become someone completely new almost overnight. And I mean (laughs) I, I would think that you could hear the problems in that just as I say that, but it's okay to be a little broken. It's okay to be a lot broken. It's it's where you go from there. I mean, after all, who doesn't love a great underdog story? Who doesn't love a good comeback story? I know I do. <laughs> I know these are super cheesy, and I can't help it, but two of my favorite movies <laughs> happen to be. One is Cool Runnings. If you've never seen that movie, I just adore it. I watched it as a kid. I've seen it so many times, and I never stopped loving that movie, and everyone in there has troubles, and it's broken, and has their own issues, and so forth, and a lot of it is based in truth. I mean, of course, every every story, um, somebody puts their hand in it, and of course, adds and embellishes and, and makes it dramatic, but it's based in truth, and it's a great comeback story of these Jamaican bobsleds team that, um, and their coach and so forth and all the brokenness and that comeback story and the end, and it doesn't even end perfect. They don't win. Um, but it's such a fantastic story. Another, the other one is, is blindside. And, um, I just love that story, but you know, here's a kid from such a, a broken, messed up home and someone gives him a chance and he's the underdog and, um, and they help him and, and so forth. And I mean, there's, there, there's, I mean, yeah, they're all sports movies. Let's just be honest. A lot of them, but who doesn't love that? Because what makes a great story isn't that someone was how oh, boring actually is a story where someone is born perfect and they lead a perfect life and everything goes super well. well it's, that's a boring story. To be honest, we love a good comeback story. Y- here were all the obstacles and hurdles that you overcame. And then you came out on the other side of it not defeated, not beaten down, not as a victim, but as a conqueror. You conquered it and you did all these things. So we want a comeback story. And that means that the broken parts and bits and the, those things that maybe we don't love or we're ashamed of or whatever, the guilt, it's still a part of our story. But it's all about working through that story. You could also, instead of say, a resolution, you could lean towards like that that smart goal acronym, the um, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based guideline for setting goals and writing down those goals and so forth. and that's that's great and and I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of like about those things. I can't say love, but I have a lot of like about a lot of that. But I do really think that innately we have some issues with goals, quote-unquote goals. And let's think about why. Think about the word goal. There's a chance that you relate it to sports. Sorry, there's so much sports in this, but... (laughs) When you think of a goal, you probably think of soccer or basketball or football. I was trying to think of some of the um, non-typical American sports, maybe lacrosse, I don't know, rugby. Um, But generally, in most sports, there's a goal. And this generally tends to be about someone sending an object through a small area in just one moment of time, and then that moment is done is just like a snapshot of a moment. And one thing it doesn't focus on is all the time that that person potentially dedicated to their sport. Other than that one lucky shot, which is unlikely to be repeated, and certainly isn't going to help very many that one lucky shot to achieve anything great in life, you know, great athletes don't have one lucky shot. And and then they make their careers. It takes. A lot more than just a lucky shot. And the that one goal that people celebrate being made doesn't say how that person you know woke up early, how they trained hard, how they ate to fuel their body and and treated themselves well and they sacrificed endlessly. It also doesn't tell a story of how the player doesn't just stop because they put that ball through the net. They're not done because they put the kicked the field goal through the field post. They don't stop satisfying that they hit the mark, go sit on the couch and eat potato chips and watch TV. That goal, that one moment is such a small piece of the story that I think that that. Tells everything of why some people really struggle with goals, because it's hitting a mark, and it's not about all the things that took to hit that mark and all the things that take to keep hitting that mark. So I want to read you something from a book that I ended up picking up. It's a whole thing that I'm working through right now, and I'm actually really enjoying it. If you've ever heard of the Daniel Fast, that is. A lot of churches do that. And in fact, my church is doing that starting on Monday. But the Daniel plan is a bit different, a little less extreme, but more more of a lifestyle. And it's something that I actually had this book for a long time. Some, the whole talk about the prayer fasting led me to pick up this book. And when I was reading this book, I really felt like this fit so well. So I'm going to read to you and I apologize for reading to you. But The prophet Daniel was a strong man. In body, mind, heart, and spirit, he found his power, purpose, and strength in devotion to God. No matter where he was or what he was doing, he lived with passion and singular focus to honor God in all he did. Whether he found himself in the comfort of the king's court or the darkness of lion's den, Daniel was ready and able to follow God with commitment, devotion, and strength rarely seen. He was fit to serve whenever, wherever, under extreme difficulty, and in any and all circumstances. He was Daniel-strong, but like all of us, he wasn't born with this strength. Rather, he nurtured it by following God's plan and design for his life. Daniel was recognized early for his potential and was chosen as a young boy to serve the king of Babylon. He diligently trained physically, intellectually, relationally, and spiritually with the purpose to be the best he possibly could be. With a strong body, a strong mind, a strong character, and most of all, a strong faith, Daniel honored God in all he did. Okay, so again, that was an excerpt from The Daniel Plan by Rick Warren, Daniel Amen, and Mark Hyman. And I thought man who wouldn't want to be able to look back and someone say all those things about them and maybe not exactly that but that's a great story for someone's life that's a great summary for someone's life and I think about anyone can be proud for that to have been their story so what do you want your story to be I don't I don't want to take it to a dark place I, I know if, if some of us have maybe at one time had to basically write our obituary I don't know if you ever had to do something like that in school it's a little dark and a little weird but what all started <laughs> this whole thing it's again God all God I was at a Christmas show at our church and they mentioned just briefly they had a little bit of a moment in their song and then the pastor said so few words <laughs> during this Christmas show but they both mentioned writing your story and it really felt like a arrow just went straight into my heart it was like god just really grabbed me and said this this is what i want you to talk about this is the next thing this is what we're supposed to be doing and i'm like okay okay god i hear that loud and clear and I have absolutely no idea what that looks like or what that means. All I knew was that it was significant. So I have wrestled with this endlessly. I really couldn't research it. A lot of times, I, I mean, obviously things kind of fell in my path. I'm like, oh, yes, that fits. Oh, yes, this fits. That fits. But um, there was no way for me to just like pick up and research how to write your story. That's not. I'm not going to get the the answers that I'm looking for, let's just say. And I can't just look up, what does the Bible say about writing your story or something like that? So I really wrestled and just spent so much time going, I don't even know where to start. All I know is this is significant. But little by little, in that true godly fashion, that information just kept crossing my path. I kept working on this, and the funny thing was is... So many times in the last two weeks I was planning to record. But that was after I really had wrestled with this. I'm like, I don't know where to go with this. I don't even know what this is supposed to look like like. I just know that this is supposed to be the next thing. And every time that I'm like, okay, I think I've got it okay. I think I've got it well enough. I think I think I can go ahead and do it. Then I would, something would happen, I would have to wait. I mean, just like one day, for example, our internet went down for almost the entire day. <laughs> there was absolutely no way, because the way I record, I could not record. It's I base, I record cloud-based basically. And so, and I edit and so forth, there's nothing I could do. And, but every time I had to wait, a new piece of information, a new piece I think of that puzzle, you know, came into the picture. Even one day, I had to go do something with my daughter. It wasn't planned. It was extremely important. And it was very unexpected. And that same day, like we're, I think, on our way back home. And she's telling me how one day she really started picturing and visualizing who she wants to be. There's just a specific image of a type of person that she wants to be. And, like, that's, like, she has decided this is the kind of person I'm going to be. And then she started actually making a list of the things that would fit that. Like, that, you know, she would work out and she would drink water and she would do certain things, you know, save money and so forth, like, to support the things that she wants to buy. But whether that may change or not, she realized that having that image she was telling me, like really focusing on being that person has driven her to do the things that she tends to not do, like for example, drinking that water. But she's telling me all this and I'm like, that is crazy because I have to tell you, I said, you You know, she was at the Christmas show. I said, you remember that song? Remember when he briefly said that? She hardly remembered. So, obviously, it didn't strike her the same way. But um, so, she did not relate it back to that at all. I said, since that moment, I have been wrestling with this whole concept of writing your story. And I just didn't really know what that exactly looked like. And I think you helped me a little bit with that. But I had already been kind of doing the same thing in my head mentally and working through things of going weighing things, I guess, against what served that story. You know, like does this fit the person I plan on being? Like at the end of my days, basically. And and just weighing things, does this serve my story? Does this serve my story? So like what if we built our story? And that story ends only when we just are no more, not because we stopped doing something, not because we failed. Um, that story keeps going, which allows for moments of weakness and allows for moments of failure. That story doesn't just stop. It's just, it's a, it's a comeback story. There's gonna, be, there's gonna be bumps and cliffhangers and, and moments that you don't think you're going to make it. But if you focus on the fact that you will make it, and that all of those things are shaped by the, the choices that we make. And it's not what anyone necessarily expects or tells you your life should be. Like, well, you know, you grew up poor, so you're going to die poor. That does not have to be your story. It's not my story. <laughs> it was my story. I did grow up poor. Very poor. And, um, you know, just for example, I own my own home without a mortgage, which, you know, my parents could never say that. And so, regardless of what anyone else would expect you to be, or tell you you should be, what if we wrote it the way we wanted to live? Completely outside of social pressures, void of anything people have told us or expectations, If someone was going to read our life story to our great-great-grandchildren, what would they say about us? I know I've talked before about how your life should be a reflection of your priorities. But what if someone could clearly read your story and see what mattered most to you? What if someone could see at a glance what your priorities and your values were? And what if we wrote our story based on those things? I mean, (laughs) that same daughter, which I think for a teenager, she has a fantastic relationship with Christ. I think she talks to a lot of her friends about those things. I think she makes really good choices most of the time (laughs) for being almost 18 um, based on her faith. But she did have a friend who said, "Um, wait, you go to church? And she was really shocked, and she's. I was like, we joked, and I said, "What are you doing? That makes someone not be able to see that you go to church." And she said, "I don't know, but it does bring it to my attention that people should be able to clearly see that that I'm someone who goes to church." And you know, uh, that's kind of what I'm saying is that basically, like, you know, someone shouldn't be shocked, like if if you're a secret artist you know, it's okay. People should know you're an artist. It should be, it should be part of that. That's what you want to be. And you want to do, even if it is somewhat of a hobby, you know, make it a a huge hobby, make it, make it important and be okay with sharing it eventually, um, or, or whatever. But anyhow, I don't, I don't want to, you know, get too off subject, but those priorities, the things that are important to you, the goals and the person you want to be should be evident by choices that you make and so forth so many times, we think we're just going to end up there. We let life happen to us. We don't make things happen. We And then we're shocked sometimes when we don't become what we want to be. And for some reason, I don't know who's lied to us, but so many of us think that we can just wake up one morning blessed and win the lottery and all these things will happen. We'll have the money and we'll make better choices, and we'll be healthy without doing anything, and, and and the people who already have those things are just lucky and blessed and so forth, and they didn't work for them, and that's just not true, and the majority of them did. Very few of them didn't, you know, and so we we need to realize that Everything we do, it's not for one, it's not too late. Everything we do goes into part of who we are going to become. And that should be more intentional and purposeful and and driven by the things that matter to us. So what does this look like? At least immediately, my thoughts were kind of initially to kind of write out an outline. And I think that this is probably going to be a little bit of a work in progress, when I say the word outline, I could pretty much hear my formerly homeschooled children groan because I love a good outline. I think it makes for a good story or good writing. And they always tend to fight against it. But, you know, I I used to think that writers sat down and just started writing. You know, you see them all the time, like in the movies, like, all right, I'm gonna sit down at this typewriter or computer and just start going. And I think, I'm sure there probably are some, but what surprised me particularly, like, when I met, I actually met, I think, a couple of our authors, and was really surprised, like, one actually showed me the book that he carried around with him everywhere, and how many notes and jots and, like, sticky notes he'd move around timelines, and how much planning really went into those stories was a little surprising. And and that essentially is is the first backbone of that story for our lives. And I hope at some point... Out of the sheer love of outlines, that at some point you have written an outline. But if you've not, I will try to help you picture it the best that I can, and um, maybe I'll work on something that you can kind of see on the website. So yours may differ a little bit, and ours may differ a little bit from like the standard. But um, I'm going to give you—we're not because we're not writing a research paper here. <laughs> we're writing the story of our lives, but. In general, like, this is this is how I pictured it. So, your main topics would be the, you have, like, a header, you know, for each section. And usually, for example, those are Roman numerals. That's the, the standard. So, if you have, like, the Roman numeral one, you know, you might have something spiritual as your topic. That's your main, just very, that should be the most general topic, basically. And maybe two, Roman numeral two would be family, maybe other examples would be social, health, wealth, mind. That could be where some of your joy and peace comes in and just like your general attitude or, or, you know, whether you think negatively or not. Again, this is my idea of an outline. I'm just trying to give you a jumping off point. And then under each topic, so usually there are like subtopics, right? So we're going to do like an A, B, and C. And so A would be something like the ideal story or what this looks like, or basically you're going to say like, this is like the image of those things. So then you're also going to have a subtopic B, make sure you're leaving a lot of space here, Um, things that serve this story. And you're going to have like, you can do bullet points or... Or these this is where you would use regular numbers, whatever. And this would be things like habits, choices, actions, decisions that move you in the correct direction. And then your subtopic C is things that do not serve this story. So these are things that are not gonna help your story, things that you, you know, maybe do that that would go against, not just maybe don't benefit it, but really actually go against that part of the story of where you want to be. And you could break down smaller areas of your main topics. So you could have, for example, a main topic of financial or wealth or whatever. And a subtopic could be buying a house. And then you could then have the things that serve buying a house and so forth. You know, then you could have another subtopic about retirement and another subtopic of debt free and the different things that, I mean, honestly, a lot of it will... (laughs) will serve all those things. You know, if you're not spending wasteful money on, say, going and getting a $5 coffee every day, well, that's going to serve all three of those things. So, just keep that in mind. It's totally up to you, but it's your story. I am just like your mentor, and you are the author. To give us an example, I just wrote down, like, this is the spiritual topic, okay? So, for part A, which would be your ideal spiritual life that would be your subtopic (laughs) and here are your bullet points or whatever so that my faith is clearly known by all of my life i put god first every day i read the bible before i start my day i'm a prayer warrior i can confidently speak in any situation about my faith explain it and quote scripture I have a strong community of fellow Christians that refill my cup regularly. I have conversations with my kids that help move them closer to God. I go to church with my family. I respect and honor the Sabbath. Everything I do is as if I'm doing it for God. I am generous and faithful in a little or a lot. In good times or bad times, my faith does not waver. Now, just to reiterate, that does not mean that I'm every bit of that now. Does it mean I'm some of it now? Sure. This is saying, if I could look back on my life, this is what I would want my life story to be. That part of my spiritual life, all of these things would be that ideal life that I said, this is me saying, this is what I feel like the ideals are. This is my story, not your story. So those may not all fit you, and they may not be your goals. I encourage you to pray about what you feel like he should, he's telling you, you know, his your story may be to go on missions. I don't feel like at this time, I'm not saying that he might not change my story tomorrow, but at this time, I don't feel like that is my story, but... You know, I do pray over it. Like, you know, I'm always hoping, hello, I'm doing a podcast, um, so what He shows me He wants for me to do. So then part B, which is the subtopic of the things that serve this story, these are the things that are going to help me reach that person that I just described. I schedule and plan so that I have time with God before life takes over. I write down my prayers so that I can really think and meditate on the words and my ADHD doesn't take over. I also write down when I say I will pray for someone so that I actually do. (laughs) I have a quiet, calming space that is set up for this time and ready for me and God. Getting devotions, books, and Bible plans from reliable sources that help in areas I feel I need to grow or in apologetics. Memorizing scripture daily. Planning for church the day before, planning for the Sabbath the day before or longer. Planning better how I use my money. Regularly attending a community or life group. Whether or not I do them now, those are things that support that story. If I do them now, great. If I don't, it's a goal. We don't want to say goal. It's a, <laughs> it's a part of the story we're trying to add in, right? So part C would be the parts that don't serve that story. So things that I might do that have in the past not served that story, or if I slip into bad habits, whatever, these are things that just aren't going to fit that story. Staying up really late and watching TV, reaching for my phone, the first thing instead of the Bible, spending too much time with negative people, or just, just not quite the right people, not saying we're not supposed to be in the world, and ministering to those people, but you also have to spend time filling your cup. So, anyhow, don't want to go on a tangent. (laughs) I'm taking care of too many other things before I stop and focus on God. Letting excuses come in the way of church, group time, or any of those kind of things. Not guarding and protecting my schedule or calendar. Overbooking my week so I am exhausted or short on time. And not planning for any of those things you will very likely keep adding to things. So I would like leave lots of space or do it on the computer where you can keep hitting enter and insert and so forth. But, you know, you certainly can evaluate and go, you know, maybe you catch yourself doing something like, wait, this is not serving that story. And, you know, don't dwell on like, I got to stop doing that right now, but just maybe notate that in that outline, of like, this is something I'm doing now that isn't serving that story. And the beauty of it is that it all just intertwines. And, you know, you can adjust and you can write down things that you do that, you know, just don't fit your overall story. This story is going to develop over time and it's go on and on. And I mean, I think this could last forever, but let's just say it's something we'll work on right now at least. So I've got to that point and then today that like I feel like kind of that final piece of it and again I don't think that we're done. I think we're gonna work through this a little bit more but I realized that the final piece is to try to reflect, write, and celebrate every day as a part of that story. So yeah you don't have to actually write but you should document it, whether it's pictures, video, something you did today, um, things that served your story to help you become who you want to become. So for example, I, you know, to give you an example, I thought, OK, well, what would that look like? And so I thought about today. And today, for one, to get healthier, I really need to get better about taking some of certain medicines, and particularly my vitamins. And so I found an app that's fun that actually will like you pick your little character and I picked Chuck the little chick and he will text me to remind me and then he will actually like it looks like he's calling me and when I answer (laughs) it cheeps at me but boy it gets my attention oh yeah I need to go take that that medicine or take the vitamins or whatever and I drank my water goal for the fourth day today. And I took breaks away from work so that I didn't rush through things that I spent time like I focused for a bit and then I took some peaceful time away from it. I spent some time working on some things with my son and I felt like the quality of time that I did give my clients actually improved, even though I spent less time at the desk. And I just had a great day. I also took care of some purposeful things that I've been putting off, things that needed to get done. And so I cleared those off my schedule too. And even as I was writing those down, just to share with you what that could potentially look like. I mean, these are the things that I serve my story. I did not focus on the things that I did not do. So I didn't focus on the fact that I did not work out today. I also had to, to leave early this morning and go and drive and take my husband to the airport. So I didn't focus on how like that part was disrupted. And I did not get to, you know, my workout in. Because, yeah, it didn't serve my story. But I'm not focusing on the negative parts of it. I'm focusing on the things that I did do to win the day. And even as I was just writing those things down, I was like, well, that actually is quite rewarding to write those things. And, you know, you get a little ding, a little dopamine um, hit and you actually reap a little reward when you do that. So yeah, I will testify. Like it just happened to me. I was like, Oh, that actually felt pretty good writing all that down. Even if I didn't was out even before I read it to you. Um, it was very rewarding to just jot that down for a minute. And when we are rewarded, we, you know, it becomes rewarding basically. And when something is rewarding, it gets repeated when you do behaviors and there's a positive result there's you know just like a lot of times like what do you often get demotivated about when it comes to losing weight well if you jump on the scale and you haven't lost anything even though you've been working your tail off it can be very demotivating but what is motivating is when there's some kind of reward not a cookie um, that doesn't help you but that reward can be that celebration of like wow I did a really good thing. Like, it doesn't matter if I didn't see a pound loss today. Here's all the things I did great. That's just, just when it comes to health or whatever. But um, whatever it is, there's so much parts of your story. And so when you flesh out all those things that we talked about, the health and wealth and family and spiritual and, you know, all, all these components that, you know, and it can be what I mean, you can have career, you can, there's so much you can add in there. But when you flesh those out, there certainly, especially when you're knowing at the end of the day you're going to like celebrate any of your wins, basically, certainly something. There's going to be a win in some area. And the more you do it, that will keep increasing. So I hope that this hits the way I feel like it was supposed to. Like I said, this was completely God-driven. So, um, you know, I appreciate you coming along that journey with me and I'm going to keep working through this and I hope you will too. I would love to hear back from you. If you want to get some more insight or work through that story or anything like that, you know, if you want to share how you succeeded in something towards your story and something you did things that serve, share it with me. I would love to celebrate with you. Email is habitsandhope at gmail.com. You can hit us at habitsandhope. On Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and and so forth, and I'm not the best because all this is in my spare time. <laughs> I'm not the best at hitting all those things all the time, but I am there and I will celebrate with you. I again want this to be a community that we can grow. If this podcast helped you in any way, keep in mind that we are growing this podcast that eventually I hope will become a way for us to fund things that are important. To the kingdom. However, he leads that. This is not like a money-making venture or anything like that. But if this podcast helped you in any way, shape, or form, if you will leave us a review, particularly on um, iTunes, it would be super helpful. And also, if you like and share and so forth, I would really appreciate that as well. But I also have a fantastic thing for you as well. And it was another thing that was a little distracting, but. I, in the the whole concept of writing things down, the last month and a half or so, I didn't get to print out my planner. I'd been using the Happy Planner, but I designed my own pages because I'm really particular about like something's always missing, I feel like, in a lot of the planners. Like, oh, I love this part, but it doesn't have this. Or I love this planner, but it doesn't have this. And I do really like the planner. Whenever I don't write things down, things just fall apart. And sure enough, I didn't get to print my pages. Things got busier and busier. And as soon as I didn't have those pages printed, I just noticed certain behaviors slipping away because when I'm not writing things down, like these are my top priorities for the day, here's my scripture for the day, here is um, how much water I drink today. As soon as I am not tracking those things, as soon as I'm not writing those things down, even if I don't write it down perfectly every day, even if I just look at it, it makes all the difference. So moving forward, for 2023, I was like, you know what, got to go digital planner, I fought it. Uh, But you know, with the Apple Pencil, at least I can feel like I'm still writing things down. I put together a digital planner that I'm not going to charge anyone for. And digital planners can be a little costly. So I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) And I'm going to share it on the website. I really like it. Uh, I hope you do. And I'm sorry if it's not perfect. I did my very best. But everything is all super linked together. So if you like hit January, it'll take you to the month of January. And you can go by the week, by the day. There's habit trackers. There's financial, um, you know, budget planning, all that stuff. Places to put notes. You could put your some of your story in the notes. I don't know if I left enough time, enough space for that. But I may create a sequel and make one that like kind of matches and goes with it and uh, maybe a blank notebook for that story part of things. So I hope that you enjoy that little gift from us to you and have a blessed week. We will be praying for you. <laughs>